Special edition of Banana Split. This time we've got someone here who I've been trying to get on for a long time. We don't have all night, so we'll get it underway. We've got uh, Roni. How are you doing there? Good. I think the first guest we've had that's not a cosplayer. I mean, he has cosplayed, but well, you wouldn't call yourself a cosplayer, would you? No. No, I, I tend to cosplay as generic bad guy number one. Yeah. Well, you've done Hitman. Oh, and Hitman, yeah. yes. You had a barcode on the back of your neck and everything. In that suit, with no hair, nailed it. And of course, we've got Rhiannon here keeping an eye on all things sound related. But we've all seen Black Panther recently, and that's why we're here. We just need to get in a quick review and uh, tell everyone what we thought of it. Um, we might have another viewpoint next week from Elizabeth and David, depending on how that goes, when we're back at the free drink castle in the city. <laughs> but for now, we're in old school haunt of Redfern. Um, so, yeah, loving the atmosphere. In the middle of a, this house looks like it's getting renovated or something. Kind of is. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I haven't seen it change this much in like 20 years. So, um, dawn of a new age. And to get back to the movie, what did you think? Um, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Like, obviously, when you're talking Marvel movies, you tend to have to relate everything back to Winter Soldier. It being the best Marvel movie so far. What's your favourite? Easily. Hmm. Um, I don't know if I can pick one. Like, I really like Winter Soldier. I've got to say, that's right up there. If there's a top three, it's one of them. Um, the Guardians was amazing. So that'd be really tough. Like, I don't think I'd be able to delete one. If I had to knock one out, it would need to be Hulk. Because that kind of apparently counts, even though it's got a different actor. Yeah, but if you have, you know, Colonel Ross crossover in Age of Ultron from Hulk so yeah you do have some continuity there but it does count yeah just the whole they just brush past that issue with changing um, but they did it with Iron Man as well with uh, his sidekick there um, because he asked for too much money Rhodes so I suppose it's not the only time Um, yeah but Black Panther you know everyone was talking about how it's the first big black superhero movie where most of the cast are African um, so you can't take that away from it. I mean, I know everyone talks about Blade being done first, and a few people mentioned Blank Man with, I think it was Damon Wayans. I don't know if that counts because it's a comedy. But this is the first one where the entire cast, except for Gollum and uh, Frodo, and Bilbo. 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 I always get them mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> and and the Tolkien white guys is the meme goes. And all, and all the people in the museum. Yeah, for about five seconds. There was a scene in the beginning which introduces Killjoy. I don't know if we're going to keep it... Who's Killjoy? That's definitely a thing. (laughs) That's a character from a completely different thing. uh, Yeah, Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not going to worry about spoilers because if you haven't seen it by now, what's wrong with you? Um, Yeah, so that's when they introduced Killmonger and um, then we don't see him again for most of the movie, But uh, which I've seen come up in... As any kind of complaint, it's like there's not enough of him because he's really good. Yeah, well, he's damn charismatic. Mm. Charismatic. And I don't know if you read that. It was a little bit political, but I sent him a review and they oh. were saying that um, he really should have... Um, it was like almost racist that he was the bad guy because what he was doing was actually really understandable. And you know, and I think that what that's what makes him so compelling is that you can see why he was doing what he was doing it made sense yeah yeah well you always that's what you want from your back mm. you want you want them to be 
relatable you want that to be you know like just a, a small tipping point between you know then being a good guy and then being a bad guy is you know a couple of bad days <laughs> you know and I suppose probably the only truly villain thing I believe he really did was after getting after getting the Black Panther juice um, just getting up and burning everything yeah that I didn't get I've seen a few complaints about that because it was like well, he's going to want to pass on his legacy possibly at some point you know he's not really thinking ahead there but you know he can also he just wants to burn down the village you know in a sense and that's part of his training um, and it was ironic that it was the CIA operative that whose methods were you know part of that training um, was kind of being the good guy there that was a bit of a whitewashy I don't know if you could go as far as saying it's problematic, but yeah, to have them cozy up with this good guy CIA dude was a little bit on the nose, considering their past in Africa and other developing nations. But you know, it's it's very hard to hate Martin Freeman. So yeah, well, I'm pretty sure he gets called colonizer at one point as an insult, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's like just the standard name for him. That or broken white boy. Um, I thought that was referring to Winter Soldier. Yeah, but like he's another one. Yeah. So and that, yeah, I don't know if that could be the only reverse racist thing, but I thought it was hilarious, and so did the audience. So you know, that's my barometer. If it's funny, then doesn't matter. That overrides any level of possible offensiveness. Well, I don't. I don't think it's damaging to white mm. people to. I mean, we were colonizers. That was what we did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that shouldn't be problematic at all. That's true. That's yeah, just exactly. only a fact. I mean, him not personally, but, you know, you yeah. can, hey, he represents an organization that's part of a hegemony of, you know, white, powerful nations. So Yeah, yeah and like he, you said, I mean, in my theater, the entire audience thought it was like the funniest part of the movie. Mm. <laughs> like, Where did you go? Um, I went... Uh, was it it was probably um george street okay so near same, same as rony i nearly made yeah. it for the second time but work kept me back i was mm. quite frustrating but um it's yeah. all right I, I had a really smelly guy sitting next to me instead so <laughs> and after all that concern about being smelly yourself because you're going to go to the gym and yeah no yeah ended up irony i was going to jump straight on a train i was actually boarding the train and then i got a call and they're like yeah you need to come back to uh, Wentworthville and fill up a generator and I'm like oh so that didn't work I might not have smelled amazing either yeah it's a, it's a Leagues Club just oh, off the Cumberland yeah it's yeah it was ridiculous um, <laughs> and then it took like a hundred litres yeah that was so, my best part of the movie too mm, it was amazing no but it was just frustrating because it's like you go that happens a lot to me you go all this way and drop everything and then it's like it barely needed like it uh, but uh, back to the movie, um, you know, big set piece at the end with the rhinos, you had all the tribes fighting. That was kind of reminiscent of Civil War, where you've got all these people that mean well, but they're at a crossroads. Or, is that the right? Yeah. yeah. Cross purposes. Yeah. Like, I, I think this is probably the first Marvel movie I've seen where, you know, as I said to you the other day, I really felt like the action was getting in the way of the movie like more mm. so than some of the other ones mm. um, 
it was almost like, oh, well, this is a superhero movie, so therefore we have to put these action set pieces into it because um, that's what the audience is Definitely expecting. Definitely for the younger audience. But at the same, but on on the flip side, there was yeah, there was quite a few of those fight scenes and action sequences. I was just sitting there, just going, I kind of want this to be over, so yeah. I, we can get on with the actual story. Yeah. Mm. Um, is that something that you think's come with age, or is that just? No, I think it was. I think it was just there was there was a fair bit about this movie that was interesting and hasn't really been delved into before. Um, whereas the action's done in everything, mm. so it was kind of like watching something unique and then watching something kind of generic, and then bouncing trying to get back to the story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I see what you mean because yeah, a lot of the, the dynamic between the brother and the sister and then the girlfriend. A lot of that seemed quite fresh. I mean, it was still a Buffy kind of Scooby-Doo gang um, ad-libbing and back and forth and being funny as most Marvel movies do. Mm. But it was just the whole situation they were in was a little bit, yeah, unique and like how they're going to... Yeah, you didn't know what was coming next in some of those bits, but when it went into an action sequence, you're like, all right, it felt very... By yeah. the numbers, like, like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of four-wheel drives are going to catch him. And... Yeah, even that, that four-wheel drive thing, like in the beginning, I was like, well, they've got this advanced tech, but they've still got to split up to find out which car he's in. Mm. <laughs> it's like, why? Mm. It just didn't make sense. Maybe they didn't like... tag him. Like, I know in the, right at the beginning <laughs> where he was trying to help pick up his girlfriend because his father had died, um, and he had that radars type thing. So, oh, there she is. She's in that truck. So, but even even after that, when um, after that split, and it was pretty obvious after they'd both taken out one car where he was because they could see him, they continued to mm. stay separate. Like there wasn't like a oh well hey. I thought the let's, other let's car because there was the two cars and the other one was further away because they'd gone off in a different direction, so it took them longer to catch up. Yeah, but even at that point, like when they're only both chasing one car mm. and you kind of know that this car's got the person in it because this car obviously doesn't. It's like, why continue going through basically causing massive collateral damage mm. for no real gain? To me, that was an example of the action was there just to kind of... Just for the sake of... Just for the sake yeah, of, oh, for sure. Just to see him bouncing off buildings and yeah. doing ridiculous physics work with vehicles. Mm. Yeah, I think that one stuck with me. Or at one point, they lean hard into a corner and they're about to hit some truck that's crashed or something and he just kind of leans over and uses his claws to make the car go around. Yeah, yeah it's a pivot like, point. Yeah, yeah. That just, which, I was like, um, either his arm breaks <laughs> or he rips the door off the car. Yeah. There was so many other things that would have happened besides that car just turning Newton's third law you know um, yeah you're right though it was as soon as they you just wanted to get that over with and see what was going to happen next story wise so that's always a good sign um, when you actually care about what's going on to the characters because there's so many other superhero movies I can think of where I don't really care that much like even Justice League which I had a bit of fun with um, I wasn't really that invested in the characters themselves and something about this one, I was a lot more interested in what they were going to do. Yeah, well, even at the end, you know, when um, he's offered, like, I suppose, redemption. And for him, he kind of... 
you know, Killmonger kind of makes a choice that he doesn't think he needs to be redeemed and goes about doing what he does. Mm. Um, you know, that's that's also a little bit different to the stock standard shoot the bad guy, they're incapacitated, the good guy decides to walk away, bad guy grabs another gun and then gets... Yeah, they do that a lot. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Or they, you know, knock him out and he wakes up and he sort of changes his mind or something or yeah, respects so, the good guy a bit more now. So yeah. even, the, even, even, even that kind of at the end... Um, is something that makes, makes the character a bit more mm. unique. And he talked about his father telling him that it was the most beautiful sunset and, you know, that's sort of the last thing he ended up seeing. Yeah. Um, and then there's a scene right at the beginning where there's a ship leaving him and that's kind of his loss of hope, his loss of innocence and finding his dead father. And then and right at the end it's a ship arriving to the same place and it gives a similar looking kid sort of, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Kind of you know get involved in something really awesome and hopefully I don't know how they're going to integrate the Wakanda kind of the country opening up to the rest of the world into the MCU Um, they'll probably keep it very much in the background but uh, yeah it would have been ridiculous if they'd stayed on the same path of isolation um, because that was obviously not a healthy um, it also makes it very difficult to integrate Black Panther and Mm. You know some of these other characters that they've just introduced into Infinity War if they they don't come out. Mm. So yeah, because obviously I even got mixed up a little with the trailers because there's scenes in Infinity War trailer where you see him saying give this guy a shield and talking yeah. about Captain America and then they're all running out into this looks like Wakanda as a battlefield. So obviously it plays a big part in the next movie and then God knows when we'll get another. Black Panther, but obviously it made a lot of money, so it's something they're going to do, you know, as soon as they can put it all together. I doubt they've even written a script at this point, but I'm sure we'll see him back. Yeah, well, I think yeah, during this next phase is obviously um, they've they've proved that they can bring about movies of, I suppose, quite a few unknown characters and just convert them into fairly wide, mainstream, acceptable. Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, Iron Man, they weren't exactly massive 15 years ago. No. And then that's another thing why people are getting so excited now. Like when Blade came out, superhero movies weren't really... They'd been dead for a while. Um, I think... What was one movie that just killed them? It came out and just bombed oh, Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah, so that came out, and then no one touched it for years until the X Men came out, and that did okay, the Brian Singer version. Um, and then I think soon after that, well, did Blade come out before the X Men? Um, was kind I of in that was, era. I think Blade was a little bit before the X Men. Yeah, but then I think X Men Three and Superman Returns kind of squashed comic book movies again for a while. Did they? Was there another lull? Okay, because because then, then Iron Man came out and really started the new age yeah um and yeah that's probably why there's a lot more interest now because there's this kind of level of just making so much money and being such a cultural juggernaut that everyone even you know someone's grandmother's going to know who thor is and people like you know iron man whereas before them you know he was a footnote so and then the other thing we were talking about before was the racial issues didn't come out as much when blade 
appeared on the scene. I don't remember there being... There wasn't the talk. Any kind of hype about that. I was like, oh, yeah, he's a great actor. He'll do a vampire hunter. You know, but, but it wasn't like, the, oh, it's our first black, whatever, you know. But, well, not to mention he'd been the first R-rated yeah. comic book movie too. Um, and he'd been a lead character by himself in a lot of movies. Yeah, but he was just Blade. Yeah. Like, everyone just accepted it because they were like, oh, yeah, that's that's who he is. Yeah. I could see Wesley Snipes hunting vampires. Yeah, no, he was pretty much playing himself. <laughs> and, and ironically, he'd been trying to get the Black Panther franchise made with him as the lead for a long time about 10 years but obviously he got too old by this point it would have been nice to have him as a, uh, in a cameo somewhere but yeah you know. but yeah then he probably would have been disruptive or something mm. <laughs> he's not known to work too well on all sets um it's got to be better than bruce willis oh he can be a bit of a, a bull in a china shop that's why he wasn't in Expendables 3 yeah he wanted to get paid more than everyone else and it was just yeah don't get me started (laughs) so yeah no what would so plus you know what what happens if you end up with Wesley Snipes in there as a cameo in the same kind of universe that could now have well, because they bought Fox and Blade exists. In, but well, I think Blade all those things in, will have and to... Then, and then you've got Hannibal King, who was yeah. in Blade, who is actually Wade Wilson now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, he came in the third Blade movie. Yeah, no, I don't think they're going to have any of that stuff existing that happened in under those... Yeah, I don't you know, know. They'll just start again and slowly introduce... I mean, of course, that'd be amazing. Like, but And if anyone can find the right way to do it, it'd be Kevin Feige, so... We yeah, I guess that like might a be a phase four. Logan. Sorry? <laughs> so we may even get a really short Logan for a change. Uh, oh, in terms short of, Wolverine. Yeah, because he's supposed to be. Yeah. He's supposed to be like four. That never, like bothered, like that never four. really bothered me. Yeah, You've got to find the right actor, but he doesn't have to exactly match whatever was in the comics. I yeah, mean, even Kevin Cable. Hart, Kevin Hart's short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah even race like a black Wolverine why not you could have a black James Bond you can have a but then again James Bond isn't really in art it's just in a book so yeah well I think I think the thing with that is that if the actor fits then I don't mm. think it should really matter because I mean remember when um, Ghost in the Shell came out and a lot of people were like oh why are they casting Scarlett Johansson they should have had a Japanese yeah, but actor but they casted her and it was a it was a Japanese company that mm. was directing the film and they said, well, we liked her. She yeah. she was what we wanted from them because mm. I mean, she did Black Widow. And Japanese people were fine with it, but it was Asians that were Western-based. Asian-Americans, yeah, yeah, usually, mostly. Um, when, you explain, when you explained it to Japanese people, they're like, oh, okay, I see why they're upset, but, mm. you know, we do think she's a good fit for the role. So... I mean, that, that was one interview I saw was a lot yeah. of people asked on the street and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why you've got to be so careful speaking on behalf of yeah, what yeah. he thinks like an injured party when they might themselves be completely fine with it. Yeah, absolutely. So, that, so in, in that situation, I think, I mean, like, like Kevin Hart would be kind of a funny Wolverine, oh. especially if you bring Deadpool into the equation. Because oh, hmm. have you guys played the game or even seen gameplay footage of it? I haven't I haven't read the comics so my only I've seen I've played Deadpool the game a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um I think the dynamic there was something that I really really want to see in future mm. movies with Deadpool is more of that mm. dynamic with him and other yeah, characters. Yeah, I look forward to seeing him with Cable and Spider-Man. 
<laughs> I just have no one's ever been that fourth wall breaking in a Marvel movie so yeah it'll be interesting mm. see how much they are letting get away with yeah well um, yeah the next movie will really show like if these like how much the studio is going to step in and go well you made us a lot of money and now we want to control this yeah it's hard to say because I don't know how much of a driving force behind the original movie he was. I think he was obviously a big part of it, but maybe Ryan Reynolds is enough to just make sure that. Well, ship... Ryan Reynolds was the driving force of it, really. Yeah, like, I, I mean, he one. leaked the footage and got it made. Was Ryan Reynolds not a producer for Deadpool? Yeah. And yeah. a writer. Yeah. I mean, usually actors like that, like Tina Fey as well, they usually do have a lot of say mm. behind um, what has, at least with their characters. And yeah. the story mm. and that kind of thing so I yeah I'm 99% confident it's still going to be as amazing as the first one it's just it's always difficult with the second movie and when you hear about stuff like that you get a bit worried but um, yeah. well yeah my, my main concern about that is from just seeing the shorts of it Cable just looks like a gun-toting villain rather than mm. the world crushing it's very hard to do reasons. someone that like I mean who was drawing him was it Todd McFarlane no, no, it was uh, yeah. uh, that guy that draws ridiculously yeah, huge to, arms. That went to image. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, like, in uh, terms of... Rob Liefeld? Is it? He just, everyone got a bit upset with him because he was doing these insane, sort of, out-of-proportion bodies where there was just, you know, arms the size of, like, a small car. And, you know, Cable really went all out in terms of... Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't even mean, like, in terms of what he looks like. That's... Mm. That's one thing but the fact that you know like in terms of his mutant powers he is mm. ridiculous and that is not coming across mm. to me so what like, was he, he was just really strong wasn't he I'm trying to remember well when he decided to in Deadpool versus Cable he took over the world made himself a god wow I did not realise he was that powerful <laughs> okay I just remember having him having a lot of really big guns and no. then he was like the son of Cyclops and Jean Grey that came back from the future. So yeah, no, he's he's. Hmm. Okay. Right. Well, it should be interesting to see how they where they go with that. Uh, we'll try and give a score of Black Panther for me out of ten. Um, it was a little more conventional than I hoped it would be. Uh, I guess I got a little bit spoiled by Guardians being really weird and wacky, so I was hoping for a bit more of that. But it was still. A lot of fun, a lot of, um, you know, fresh, surprising. And like this, the costumes, they're probably, if it's going to get any kind of Oscar nom, it'll be for the costumes. Mm. Um, they put a lot of time and effort into that and building the city there. And So it was, yeah, it was just eye candy, yes. Sound, yes. Action, yeah, okay. Could have been more original, but yep. Um, obviously, the story-wise, it was perfect. So, yeah, I'm going to go with like eight and a half. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Same? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I feel that's a fair score. Okay. You know. We don't all have to give it the same score. I mean, Fine, I'll give it a nine. He <laughs> <laughs> really liked it. Wow, and this guy's a tough critic, trust me. But yeah, yeah I think I matter. think they just nailed the I think they nailed the actors. I think they mm. really nailed like a lot of the dialogue. Um, I think they did a amazing job with uh, the costumes. Mm. Even even the way they mixed up the the different tribes and you could without really any kind of introduction to those five tribes you could really see the differences yeah. in them whenever they'd pop up on screen yeah. yeah so I think there was a really good job of doing 
a lot of backstory there without it. And I'm trying to remember. There's the Sun Tribe, the Merchant Tribe, the River Tribe, the Border Tribe, and I can't remember the other one. But yeah. I, I didn't know they had names. Really. Oh yeah, no, there's a whole backstory. <laughs> yeah. And each so, one represents a certain part of Africa. Yeah. Oh yeah, I knew that part because mm. I've seen the um the video with the with one of the costume designers yeah. explaining where she drew her inspiration. Um, yeah, I, I give I give the movie about an eight just overall. Mm. I didn't like things like the action sequences um, and like the fight with the monorail things. I mean, just that went on I and really, on and on. I didn't. I don't know. I'm I'm never even in, into fight scenes like mm. at all, let alone in that kind of film setting. But I adored the characters. The mm. only the only yeah. one that I didn't really get attached to was um, cool. No, um, his girl, his ex-girlfriend. Nakia? Yeah, I, mm. for some reason I didn't really connect with her, but I loved mm. his little sister. Yeah, she was cool. Tasha. And, yes, and I loved um, Denai Gurida, Gurida's mm. character. Um, Is that the girl from Walking Dead? Yeah, she's okay. Michonne, yeah. Uh, I thought yeah. she was hilarious in she the, um, in the casino good. scene. Yeah. Um, she was like, can I hit someone now? Yeah. <laughs> and the, and she looked just so uncomfortable in her get-up. Like yeah, she, she was not happy in that perfectly. thing. Yeah. Um, she was one of, she was one of my favorite actors in the film. Mm. Um, and Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya who is um, from, from uh, Black Mirror. And Black Mirror, yeah. yeah Black Mirror, uh, yeah. Um, 99 million credits or something. Mm, he has to uh, yeah. win the talent comp. <laughs> yeah, I saw that just before I saw the movie. So I was oh, like, oh, wow. is that the guy? And yeah, it was. Yeah. So, yes. yeah. Characters, absolute 10 out of 10 for me. Mm. Um, but overall movie, you know, like a, an 8 out of 10 for me. Um, he was saying, I saw an interview he did on, uh, I don't know if it was Conan, one of those late night shows. And mm. He basically said, um, in Get Out, the thing that they kind of make, because white people say weird things when they're trying to kind of ingratiate themselves. Mm. What they used to say is, oh, I would have voted for Obama three times if I could have, which is, I think, <laughs> one of the lines in the movie. Um <laughs> But now the new one that they say is, oh, I've seen Get Out three times. So <laughs> it still, you know, comes up. Or they'll, they'll try and give him a really sort of English accent because that's where he's from. And mm. It's just like, oh, I could speak normally. Yeah. But yeah. Um, no, so we're pre- all pretty happy with that. Is there anything you've been watching? You, you mentioned Travelers on Netflix. You've been enjoying that? Travelers is great. Okay. You're looking forward to expand. Season three comes out in April. That drops quite soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm pretty well ahead in the books for the expanse. Mm. So um, they go in a different direction. It's right? diverged quite a lot yeah. in the series. So I can watch the series now as a separate entity. So yep. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Just watching halfway through the Cloverfield paradox. Is that any good? Moment. Because really I haven't seen the stuff before, so I'm worried if I need to watch whatever else they've done. And I watched. I know Cloverfield Lane has nothing really to do with it. Well, they're all part of the same universe. Yeah, but there's no characters that come. Well, I think this the Cloverfield paradox is meant to be an explanation of how this a lot of this stuff began. Oh, so it's like a zero, like a reboot, not a reboot, but a prequel. Yeah. Okay. Um, Might watch it then. And I watched obviously Shape of Water today, Mm. and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. That's a movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, I knew there was a book, but when? Did, what's the movie on? The movie is also on Netflix. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Wow. It's got just... um, it's got the guy from Game of Thrones, the father Lannister. Oh yeah, and um, like the old guy. 
Uh, the, yeah. the commander one. Wow. He's in everything. Yeah. And, and the girlfriend from Baby Driver. Mm. <laughs> oh, she's cool. Yeah. I pretty much only remember um, the kid, the driver from that. But uh, and, and Jamie Foxx and Kevin Spacey. I mean, was that the and last... And them. Well, no, they... Oh, yeah. And then you got the guy from Mad Men. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. Don Draper. Don Draper, yeah. I know he has a name, but... Yeah. Uh, and who doesn't like hats. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious, that line. Who said that? The Asian guy. Oh, yeah. I can't remember. I've seen... He was, was that the one they end up killing because he's... He... Spoilers, man. Spoilers. <laughs> that's the thing. It's been out for more than a year. Like, the only ones I won't spoil is if we watched it, like, and it's only... It's still in the cinemas, I think, then it's um, spoiler-free territory. Which I obviously you destroyed for this particular podcast, Black Panther. Yeah, but by the time this is out, and Black Panther's so big, it's like if you're not going to watch it by now that, that you're listening to this, then you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> like basically, if you got to the point where you're listening to this, you've seen Black Panther. Um, that's my assumption. They will die in the end. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so yeah, after I've got some homework to do, then I've got to watch those because I've been trying to finish Sons of Anarchy. And you're right, it gets really bad oh, at the don't, end. Don't bother. I know, but I'm a completist like that. So unfortunately, I was too. Yeah, those last three seasons, man. Yeah, won't get those hours back. <laughs> well, Juice is still alive, so I'm happy. Daisy. Yeah, that's nice. He was my favorite character in that show. Hmm. Now you just pretty puts up with so much shit. If I was going to cosplay anyone from that show, it would be Juice. Wow. Because you don't I, really I can, have the look. You could do the... I can, a, I can do the head. That weird short mohawk thing. Yeah, and just get the tattoos here. Hmm. You know. Yeah, once he goes, it'll be hard to watch. Um, it's a bit like imagining, say, um, Game of Thrones without Tyrion Lannister, the dwarf guy. Um, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, yeah. He would, for me, he undercuts... Like, that's what's so good about Marvel movies, is they have all this ridiculous histrionics and drama, but there's always someone ready there, you know, to just pop a needle into the balloon, so to speak, and, you know. Mm. Sometimes they're being accused of doing it in a moment of pathos, so it undermines it. It really think, does. Yeah, well, well, was that Doctor Strange? I think it cops some flack for that, but I enjoyed oh, it. Quite a lot of them do. Yeah, but mm, I think it's as long as it's, 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 it's risky, it's risky, but I think it, um, Iron Man, I think they always did that in Iron Man. Like no, I see it's walking around. Like even, even other, oh, like yeah. other movies that's becoming... Justice stuff. League, I know there was a little bit of that, but they just didn't quite... I know Suicide Squad, they tried to lighten it up and there was a lot of self-knowing winks at the audience and things like that. But yeah, that was a mess. Um, yeah, so I, mean, I think we've reviewed a hell of a lot more movies than Black Panther. Yeah, you know, it tends to you know, bring up the whole genre to... You know, you need to be able to compare and contrast for it to give it context sometimes. But yeah, sorry, and just ramble even that can be fun. But uh, all right, no, I think we've uh, covered most of what we wanted to do, and uh, my monster's empty. Uh oh, can't have that. We've got to go refill the monster. Right. um, So for another banana split. Thanks for listening to episode twenty-six. Be back next week. The regular crew. So um, thanks for all the fish, Uh, enjoy your dessert and get out.